Hi, you're listening to episode 52 of the Reading Cove Book Club's podcast. If you're a book lover who may be interested in joining our online book club, please visit our website at thereadingcove.com. For March 2015, we're discussing Angel Fall by Susan E. So hi, I'm Millennia in Florida. I'm Roberta in Georgia. And we are two members of the Reading Cove Book Club. And today we are talking about our 172nd uh, Cove pick, Angel Fall by Susan E. And this was chosen by Cove member Jen, who lives in Miami. We've already pretty much concluded our discussion, our online discussion with the rest of the group. And overall, the average rating from the group was a C, an average story. So what did you think about it? I know this was a shorter book, but I was really disappointed. I would have given a much better grade if the author explained why there had been this big attack. All that was said was, oh, well, uh, Gabriel was shot. Well, why? (laughs) When a human could shoot him and, you know, what went on behind that? Because it just, boom, you know, just came out of nowhere. Yeah, the the, the opening I thought was engaging. You know, I I was... I could get on board with uh, Penryn and her mom and her sister when they're they're like the last to leave, flee their home. Right. And they, as they're leaving, these angels descend from the sky and she, you know, they see this one angel being beat up or attacked by the other angels. So I thought, okay, okay, where's this going? But then it went nowhere fast. Like, no. <laughs> like you said, we have no background on these angels. We don't learn anything as the story goes on about them. It, that's never explained. And I don't really think it, it created enough of an emotional connection right? for it to really go beyond the target audience. Right. The way some of the other young adult books do, like, you know, the Twilights or whatever. Better development. Better development, exactly. Of characters, yeah. Which lends to the emotional connection, because we don't know anything about uh, Rafi, again, you know, these angels. You you learn little inconsequential things, like the fact that he's agnostic, which some members in the group were saying makes no sense. Right. It, and it really doesn't when you think about it, because <laughs> what's the nature of these angels then? Right. You know, why are they angels? Why are they angels? Exactly. And okay, so he's, he says like, he's never seen God. (laughs) But it's like, okay, then why are you an angel? How do you know you're an angel? I think that needed to be explained more instead of to just say, okay, read book two, and maybe you'll get more on this information. But I... I'm I'm okay with cliffhangers, but this was not so much a cliffhanger as you think is that it? And because, you, like, as you say, you don't know anything much about the uh, angels, why they're doing this and why they're clipping off his wings. Yeah. You don't explain all of that. You know it's a form of punishment, but why? And then, um, like I said, even with the, the main characters, you probably know more about Penryn than anybody, but you don't know anything about the background of her mother other than she's, you know, kind of lost it. You right. Know, whether it was always that way and, and then this catastrophe made it worse, but I would have liked to know more about the mother, how she came to this place in time. Yeah. And, you know, they, they breezed on why the little one page was how she, you know, been, she was crippled, crippled. because mm-hmm. of her mother, but what happened you know, to me, that was sort of important too. Yeah. And I understand having, you know, revealing things a little at a time, but I don't think this did it well. I don't think it was done very well here enough to 
consider it a, a good, you know, story. Right. I probably, maybe when I was, you know, a teenager, like I said, I probably would have liked it because it's different. I think for that age group, it opens up their imagination. But, you know, for for adults, I think it, it, you need a bit more. And right. it came across a bit juvenile and cartoonish. Like I could see this as a comic book. Right. Like different scenes happening in, in, a, in a comic book format. Right. Yeah. The yeah. It seemed like it'd be more like it would do real well in the like the what they call now the graphic novels, where you could have right. pictures of the the mad angels mm-hmm. and wingspan and you know all like that. So yeah, it probably would lend itself more to a, a graphic novel as some of these other action type things were. But like I said, it had a lot of promise, and it would have been a much better book if there'd been a little bit more backstory. This story could have had a little bit more to it. It just had really no exposition. You're just thrust right into the action. Yeah, and I think it was, a you know, you just kind of take it or leave it. Like, why is this? Ha- because I said so type of writing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the author's going, this is that way because I said so. Right. So just take it as, just just take it for at that at face value and whatever. Right. And it's kind of stick figure in that way. There's no dimension. Penryn's relationship with Raffi I found very cheesy. (laughs) You know, it's like the whole book, they're like snarking at each other, but there's an undertone of romantic whatever. Yeah. And, but it just, it just felt really, really cheesy because you, again, you don't know the nature of these angels. No. Weird. And I never got a clear, this is the other thing. I never got a clear picture of what Penryn looks like. No. Or her sister Paige. You know, I kind of, got a sense of the, the, like the setting, you know, the descriptions about where they were and how the, how the earth looked and stuff. But I never got a a very good sense of what the characters, who they were and what, what they looked like. Yeah. So I said, yeah, I could, I could, as you said, I could imagine the setting and Mm -hmm. you've had enough of these even programs, movies or programs about uh, apocalyptic type Right. storylines and you think and you you're in your mind you can kind of see something like that and imagine the the back great uh, background of the story and how desolate everything would look yeah but i said but i always like to you know know a little bit more about how the the people look just a, just a little bit yeah but I said, and i thought the gore was over the top well yeah <laughs> i said that uh it, I don't like unnecessary profanity and unnecessary gore, though I, you wouldn't uh, know that from some of the programs I like to watch. But <laughs> that's different. But in, in my story reading, I don't mind a little bit of yucky stuff, but I, I want a minimal of that and a minimal of uh, extra cussing. You know, it, sometimes there has to be profanity in there to be part of the story of the character, but sometimes these people just overdo it to the point where it gets on your very last nerve actually like i thought in this book because i didn't feel like some of the descriptions gross stuff yeah it it just felt excessive to me like it it really wasn't adding anything to the story or to what they were seeing it was just there for shock value yes yes and i didn't like that at all (laughs) the author could have gotten the same effect I agree with you. Could have gotten the same effect by toning it down. Toning it down and keeping it with, show the reaction of the characters. Have the reader imagine how gross it is through the reaction of the characters that are observing it rather than you have to directly 
describe it. It could have been a lot better, but the, these people were just out to try to snag the growing uh, YA audience that has gotten used to all these darker stories. Yeah, and it has, it does have a big um, audience. It is successful, and I think it's going to be a movie. It's been optioned. Oh, really? I think that I read that somewhere. So, yeah, I think this book is, it, it has found its audience. Yes, well, it just wasn't us. It just wasn't us, exactly. I said, I guess I, I've just read too many books over the years, and I'm way past this age group to maybe uh, appreciate, but I have appreciated other you know, YA books that that might have had similar type themes, but just were a little bit better written and had a little bit more meat to them, so to say. Right, right. Me too. Me too. And um, we we did have Jen who picked it. She enjoyed it. Allie enjoyed it. Um, they gave it bees. Um, I think Marianne enjoyed it. I think those are about it. Yeah, but and and that's good because as we've said before, you need to have a variety of opinions because if everybody hates it or everybody loves it, it doesn't make for a good book club discussion. Right, not as good, not as interesting as when there's a contrast of of view. But we'll we'll wish the um, author more success in the future. And as you said, if it's got an option, that's a very exciting thing. And yes. have these other book. They think I saw the the one other people picking up, and I thought when you had shown the some of the information that she's going to have another one coming, a third one coming out soon. So you know, I, I wish her well, but I just don't think I will be going forward with the others. Okay, so that is our discussion of Angel Fall by Susan E. Thank you for listening and um, tuning in as always. Continue to leave us your comments. Let us know if you read Angel Fall or um, and what you thought about it. And stay tuned for our next episode. We will be discussing After I Do by Taylor Jenkins Reid, who will be joining us on the podcast. So we're very excited about that. Yes, we always love having authors with us. It makes things so much more exciting exciting and a good extra good discussion. So I love to get authors on with us. Yeah, so Taylor will be joining us. I'm looking forward to that. Me too. All right. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye.